Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Let's go. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin is not here. He will not be here for a while. Uh, After the Homeowners Association, he said that we had a bunch of shit to do this week, and then the next two weeks, he's going to be in Japan. So... He's going to be gone for a while. I don't know exactly what he's doing. He says it's a vacation. I don't know if he's trying to find some new cryptocurrency or something. But we should expect him back in uh, four to eight weeks, I guess. And uh, Four to eight? Who knows? He might stay later. He might. I don't know what he's doing over there. So we'll see. Um, Tommy was on vacation. Yeah. You were actually supposed to go. I was. Devastating loss for you. I guess it's a win for the Quackalites, though. Yeah, my um, they wouldn't accept me in their country. <laughs> not allowed into Japanese border. Yeah, no, so. that's that's not true. My uh, my wife has had a uh, medical issue, so we are uh, staying here in town. So yeah, so hopefully but she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's doing well. Shout out to her. Uh, hopefully she'll uh, she how she did. She making a full recovery at this point? Is yeah, she she'll doing... make a full recovery. Okay. She just had a uh, back surgery. She doesn't listen to this, so I mean, she she won't care if I'm airing out oh, okay. her medical issues. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully we'll have a couple pods in these next two weeks without Kevin, and hopefully they're great without him distracting us. So, uh, let's move on here to the topic at hand. I don't think there's much else to cover. We haven't been on in a couple weeks with just with the last week and then the uh the only a game so the only game episode which i did enjoy very interesting stuff they went and talked to uh people in iceland about how they how they felt about being the villains in d2 and stuff like that so i thought it was very good very well done uh well researched and uh appropriate length as well i agree i agree so let's go now tommy what is the topic today so the topic today is a Mighty Ducks minute, and I think it's probably going to be one of the the better minutes, just because this is a um, kind of a really vis- interesting visual scene. So I, th- I think really you need, you need to you know take a look at it before you continue listening, or just have a very good you know idea in your head of what's going on. Yeah. So we're looking at, and I should say before we stole this from Star Wars minute. Our twist on it is that we are randomly going through the minutes, Star Wars Minute, and every other Minute podcast. There's hundreds out there at this point. goes minute by minute throughout the entire films. We do it randomly every once in a while because, I don't know, I thought it was funny one time. So uh, our minute today is minute number 83. So this is the end of Gordon Bombay's flashback on him missing the penalty shot and then the real meat of the minute is the national anthem before the ducks play the hawks in the championship the peewee state championship finals 
and uh, we'll play it for you right now. Obviously, not a lot of great audio here, but we'll still play the minute for you anyway. So, Tommy, just what is your just overall takeaway from this minute here? Uh, I um, this is I think a very vivid scene, especially the first time seeing the movie. I remember like when I was a kid, I, I remember this scene just because it really sets the tone. I'm just like, wow, these two teams really hate each other, and then just because they're standing there, just like looking at each other. And I remember thinking, not even realizing they were singing the national anthem, <laughs> and just because you know they've got this weird like mood music. And then it's not until the very end where I'm just like, oh, they are singing the national anthem, and that finishes. And I, I don't think any of the ducks or hawks have their hands over their hearts, do they? No, I don't think they're just having it down. They're yeah. just having it down. Uh, you see the crowd, I think, at the end having some people mm-hmm. in there have some. But yeah, um, just an interesting setup they have where they're not usually the traditional styles. Both teams get on the blue line, face the flag. Uh, so they're not really looking at one another. But this time they lined them up. Uh, vertically down the middle of the ice and put them right next to each other. So they are just sort of looking at each other and giving mean mugs. Uh, is there anybody who stood out in the in the line for you there? There are a few. Um, first off is Carp, and he's always <laughs> stood out just because he like makes a like an insulting gesture, if you will, with his face, like like right off the bat kind of like a like a do something face mm-hmm. and it really i think sets the tone for the entire line and then right behind him terry is like mouthing something it almost looks like he says something about like you know your mother is making oh. like a yo mama joke or something like that i missed that i i did not say i'm gonna have to go back and try to lip read there i'll put it in the show notes as well of terry's uh mouthing of words and whatnot uh i I would say, I guess I enjoyed Averman. He doesn't really make a mean face. It's more like a what's going on face. But uh, it just confused me. The The one I really uh, was disappointed in was Goldberg. He's, Goldberg's kind of like rolling his eyes. Like he's, he's not even there to play a hockey game. Yeah. He's not looking at the Hawks. He's like looking straight forward. And you just, I just did not get the sense of confidence I would want out of Goldberg, uh, my starting goalie in the championship game. Um did your opinion of any ducks change just from their facial expressions? Let's see. It's interesting because um, uh, I, I think it's a good setup here. So they've got Banks and they've got you know Jesse right behind him, mm-hmm. and so Banks is you know looking at McGill. McGill's smiling at Banks, kind of like as a you know, "f you, pretty boy," or whatever. And Terry, or sorry, Jesse is looking at Banks, 
he's like trying to gauge Banks's reaction because you know he says like don't forget what team you play for, mm-hmm. and so you can tell it's really going through uh, Jesse's mind. Um, I think that was just really good continuity there, um, and I, I think kind of going back to Goldberg, it's like, you know, does, does he even want to play hockey? <laughs> it's like it's just strangest again, and you know, early in the movie when when Connie says like oh we need a new goalie, it's like they've needed one for a while and. Still does a pretty poor job, Goldberg, in the championship game, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point, I guess I never fully thought about, about like how far Goldberg actually gets without him really showing any sort of interest in actually playing hockey. Because he's just more about hanging out with the Ducks and like being bad at roller skating. He doesn't really uh, excel in, really at all in hockey, other than when he's strapped to the net and they shoot pucks at him, so... Yeah, how much love of the game does Goldberg really have? You know, it's tough. He, I think he's a he was a hockey fan. Sure, you know he's a a Flyers fan, so he's got like a Flyers jersey. That's true. So enough to I guess wear some kind of memorabilia around. But I think like him and Peter, it always kind of struck me as like the they're just there to to hang out with their buddies and go for pizza after the game or something like that. They're not there to you know impress the scouts like Banks. Yeah, and Peter really is there sort of, I feel like, just to get off the streets. Where exactly. Goldberg, he, it seems like he has a family. They got a deli. Like, they're doing okay. It, where... Maybe it's something where, like, his parents are like, hey, you know, Greg's getting a little bit too pudgy. Like, we need <laughs> oh, to yeah. get him involved with some activity, you know. Um, I think that would be um, a, a plausible scenario. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh Back to the minute here. The thing I, other than obviously the facial expressions and not a lot of audio, the thing I really noticed is how much effort this rink, uh, New Hope Ice Arena, that's why you see the NH. I was wondering what the NH stood for. Yes, New Hope Ice Arena. That's where they filmed, or I guess that's where this championship game was in this documentary. But there's banners for the Ducks and the Hawks that are like custom made that are hanging. There's ice logos, which is not... That hard, there. It's not that easy of a thing to put in for one game. Um, so I, we talked about this being sort of a renegade peewee league, but obviously there's some sort of money behind this. It, it, what did you just? Uh, did you get the sense that this was really uh, above and beyond here for the peewee championships? So we watched this minute a couple of times, and I was actually a little bit underwhelmed by the crowd. Oh um, yeah. And so there are some shots, like establishing shots, where you can see like this crowd isn't actually that big and also they've got like a lot of bleachers like kind of like put up it's almost like um you know like a like a gym in your your high school where you can like put push the the bleachers back from mm-hmm. people aren't it so there's a lot of bleachers like push back so this might be like a multi-use arena or something like that but a lot of like empty spots and it's and like there's one part where it looks like there's a bunch of like like red awnings set up in one mm-hmm. one of the sides so it's like what's going on there is that you know like vendors or or something but I'd, I'd be very curious as to like what the capacity is for this arena but it seems like they did what they could with the the amount of you know space they had yeah that's a good question i would i would i would have to take a look at the awnings again but i would think it's some sort of snack bar area um yeah the fans maybe the yeah I was just thinking maybe Hans put some money down to make it look very professional, but they did not really have the fan base you would hope uh, if you're playing Pee Wee State Championship in Minnesota. 
Uh, so yeah, maybe that does re- lead back to this Renegade League and how it basically uh, was sort of a, an outlier among the rest of the leagues in Minnesota there. Um, anything else you take from this minute here? Well, I know it was, uh, was it Casey Garvin who talked about this very shot? Yes. And so he told us uh, back in one of the episodes, Michael put the number in the show notes, unless you know it offhand. I do not. Um, of course, he played um, uh, Larson, Larson um, on the Hawks, and he was in the running for Banks. Um, but he talked about how you know, they really didn't like each other in this shot. Yeah. Like, the Ducks and the Hawks, you know, they, of course, had developed their cliques. And, you know, he said, like, those, like, looks of, like, animosity were real. And I could, you could, looking at Larson again, you could tell that he's, like, pissed at someone <laughs> on the Ducks. Like, he does not like Josh Jackson right now or something like that. Or um, he, he's got some some issues with um, Adam Banks. Um, so, like, looking at him... You know, I, I think really stands out. Does a does a good job there of conveying the you know the real hate. And so I'm interested in, in terms of like the direction that they were given by the director, as well as you know what are some of the things that they are mouthing and saying to each other. Yeah, there's a lot to study here. There's a lot to really go through if you really want to go back 40, 50 times and really go into this. I'm sure you can find some good stuff there. Uh, that is a good point. I. I guess I took it from the beginning, like, why are they lining up like this? But a, just a great move by the documentary filmmakers just to sort of convince the league to do it like this. Got some real drama out of it. So congratulations to them. Um, MVP of your minute here. I do want to say, Okay. so everyone's got, like, these perfect bowl haircuts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they would have warmed up before this, but, like, Banks and McGill especially – it looks like they've like never sweat in their entire lives. It's like they literally just like walked over, you know, combed their hair as they were standing in line. It wasn't like they were wearing a helmet and took it right off or anything like that. And so I just thought that was funny because, like, you know, right before you, you know, you always warm up and, you know, you get a good sweat going, you know, in, in hockey, you're sweating a lot anyway. So it was like everyone's hair was perfect. And so it was clear that there was no warming up to have been done. Um, so if you go back and look at it, just kind of be amazed at some of these goofy haircuts. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of pretty decent hockey here. The Minnesota high school championships. There's always a video that like goes viral on YouTube where the guy breaks down the best salads, as he calls it, uh, from the hockey tournament. Yeah, very reminiscent of that because those guys come out and they skate to the blue line during the introductions. But yeah, very reminiscent. Some nice flow going on there. So congratulations. I would I in terms of best hair. I mean Conway's is pretty like. It's pretty wide, like it's it's mm-hmm. not very like trimmed down, but he, he's got a good sort of head of hair going there. Um, anybody else have a good head? Uh, Bombay does. Oh he, yeah, he's of got course. the great smarmy look on his face. Like, yes, he, like he's just looking at you know Coach Riley. He's like, it's like he knows something that um, Riley doesn't know, and it's just like a great look, kind of like uh, you know. I know you're about to lose this game or something like that, or, hey, I'm just here to have fun. So really good look, you know, that uh, Emilio Estevez has on his face. But I think um, I think Banks' hair is just funny looking. <laughs> um, so we might have to give it to Banks. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Bombay, I feel like Bombay has the most classic sort of mm-hmm. hockey hair out of all these guys. Uh, interesting about him looking at Riley there. Riley... Doesn't seem to really uh, no no emotion. Yeah, he's just kind of stone faced. 
Bombay, there's a lot going on. I feel like there's a little, there's a tinge of fear there with with Riley, him looking at Riley, as well as it's kind of this whole like Riley's afraid or Bombay is Bombay. You think Bombay's afraid? I think Bombay's got a little like uh, I don't know if fear is the right thing, but uh, just nervousness. Like he knows like he's got to win this game after all, like having fun and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't I don't necessarily buy in that he he was fully into. Oh, we're just gonna show him a good time, and whatever happens, happens. I feel like he was sort of feeling the pressure of, hey, like I've preached this, but we gotta win for this to really come through and really matter. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm overthinking this, but that's kind of what we do on the pod here. So I, I personally really sort of saw a lot in Bombay's face and kind of his thoughts there. So I guess that's good work by. Bombay or Emilio, if he's acting this out. So, mm-hmm. congratulations to him. Uh, anything else here before we go to MVPs? Um, no, I I just think there there's a lot. I mean, I I think it's interesting, you know how, you know how many fans the Ducks have, mm-hmm. and they've all got the memorabilia. So it's like, are people other than their parents showing up and also have like have bought this or are they just like, cause I think if you're going to the game as a neutral, you're pulling for the ducks for sure. Yeah. So it, it was impressive. I guess their, their fan turnout. Yeah. I think obviously this was played up big in the magazine. It was, I think it was total hockey or something like that. I don't remember uh, what it was, but yeah, it was played up there. It was played up in the newspaper, a, a Bombay versus Riley showdown oh, yeah. so about the coaches. So a lot of, uh, kind of publicity for this game so maybe that's where these extra ducks fans come from because yeah obviously everybody's going to root for the ducks in these situations if you're a neutral observer so uh yeah and i guess just a good community out in new hope that's uh really got behind the ducks there and adopted them as their team there are there are the new hope of this hockey uh, league oh wow that's good that's good so MVP of the minute for you. I think I need to give an honorable mention first to Carp, just for okay. starting off the mean mugging and giving like this <laughs> stupid little like jeer. Um, uh, we need to get Aaron Schwartz back on here and ask him specifically about that look he gave. Okay. Um, yeah. MVP, I think, might have to go to a combination of Banks and Jesse. Oh, okay. Because it's not just them getting ready for a hockey game. You can tell that the Banks still has the inner turmoil. And Jesse still doesn't trust Banks. And so um, I just like how that's played up in the line. You know, no one's saying anything, and it's just, you know, the the camera's panning. But I think those two are kind of the co-MVPs in my book. That's good. That's a very deep reading of this. Yeah, so uh, it reminds me, like, college English class I took this one time. And, like, we would read one sentence and then spend an hour, like, trying to break down what the author meant in that section. I feel like you did a good job with that. Just that look there. What what books did you have to break down? So the, it was a composition class, and it was the making of a mystery. So we read a bunch of like mystery books and different mysteries and whatnot. So what's what's one mystery that you remember reading? Uh, it was uh, I think it was called William Wilson. I think never heard of it. Edgar Allan Poe, I think. Um, Whoever that is. And then there was one by Agatha Christie, and then a bunch more. I don't remember. All right, but yeah, I hated really the class. With you. Hated the class and did not do well on it. Why did you take it? Was it for like a minor or something? Well, I thought it was going to be like teaching me how to like build suspense through writing and that mm. kind of stuff, but it was really just like 
what does this sentence mean to you? And it really had no, like, I just didn't understand it at all. So do you remember what grade you got? Oh, it was probably my worst grade, I think. I think I got like a C plus on it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think I think that was my worst grade in college. So, shout out to that teacher. I don't remember her name, but she sucked. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the MVPs. I would say, I do like that. You've almost convinced me to go over there. My initial thought was Larson, just because yeah. he... Really, from the talk side, really steps it up a notch and escalates the scene himself. So, uh, yeah, just a great, not a lot of screen time, but, but what he does in that few seconds really takes this whole thing to another level. Uh, I would give the honorable mention to Bombay there just for yeah. all the emotion he put into that one scene. And I think we took like seven different emotions out of it, which is impressive for uh, just one little look there. So. Congratulations for them. Uh, I feel like we don't have Kevin here, so uh, the quack lights are going to have to break the tie or just give us a new person who you think was the MVP of the minute. And, uh, yeah, let us know, obviously, the quacktack.com, at quacktackpod, Twitter, facebook.com, slash quacktackpod, anywhere. Email us, all that kind of stuff, snail mail. Just tell us who you thought the MVP of the minute was because Kevin, I mean, at this point, he's probably in Japan by now, so... He's, he's probably been held up at customs somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He's probably in a holding cell right now. So, yeah, we're going to really rely on you. And speaking of Kevin not being here, we don't have anyone to read the quiet question. So, uh, well, we don't have him to read it. I guess we, us two could read it, and that's what we'll do. But anyway, you guys ask us questions. We answer them to the best of our ability, and uh, hopefully – give you a good enough answer where you are satisfied. And if you're not, let us know as well. We're all about feedback here. Thanks for listening. Constructive criticism. Yeah, thanks for telling us because it really helps us grow the pod. And th- and tell your friends, by the way. I, I shouldn't mention that earlier. Closing in on 1,000 Twitter followers. Let's get there. Yes, I think we're 15 away. So tell your people to get on Twitter and follow us. Anyway, so this uh, quack question comes from Twitter as most do, from, I believe, a new newer follower at the very least, at Derek Oversell. He says, you may, may have gotten to this in a show, but why was Julie the Cat ejected against Iceland and Sanderson was not? So, if you remember Julie the Cat, she pushes down Gunnar Stahl and maybe Sanderson as well. I don't remember who the other person was, but she said she like lost her contact and then they started looking for it. She pushes both of them down, gets kicked out immediately after coming in for Goldberg in the first game between Team USA and Iceland. Was this the help me put on my pads? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a contact. Sending a woman help. to put a, do a man's job. Yes, yes. I think it might have been Sanderson who said that. Okay, yeah. So, And then later on in that game... Banks scores. Sanderson slashes him after the whistle and gets two minutes. Two minutes well worth it, according to Sanderson. But this is a good point because I feel like a two-handed slash over the arm that hurts a player is is more uh, egregious than Joey Joey the Cat pushing two people over it. And and Portman, wasn't he ejected? Doesn't the referee say that's intent to injure? Yeah, it's like what the hell was Sanderson slash if yeah. it wasn't intent to injure? It's like clearly the 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 play is over, the goal has been scored, and he just took a cheap shot at him, trying to hurt him. Yes, yes, and I think the ref 
with uh, Portman was really trying to set the tone. That was right at the beginning of the game, trying to set the tone. He knows it's going to be a rough game. Obviously, it devolves into a pretty rough game anyway. Um, I would say, I, this is a good question. I would think maybe my two theories are the refs at this point had just sort of given up and kind of the crowd was on Iceland's side just because they were winning by so much and he just was like, all right, I'll give you two minutes and whatnot. Or the ref really wasn't looking at the play after Bang scored because Bang scores and then comes around the net and points his arm out. So he maybe the ref had turned to go towards the circle. Doesn't seem the extent of the slash that Sanderson has uh, on Banks. So just sort of sees Banks crumple to the ground and and, hurt, and gives him two minutes because he knows something happened, but he didn't really see exactly what happened there. Yeah, and you can't eject someone if you aren't like 100% sure about it. So if, I think Mike's right where he didn't see it. Um, is this the one where Bombay yells? And he, it's like he's got a weird voice. Yeah, like, oh, he took his arm off. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, and so it may have been like, bon- like he didn't see it, wasn't going to do anything until Bombay said something. Yeah, so that I would say, obviously, the officiating, as we've touched on in all the all the documentaries here, officiating not the greatest, even at the Junior Goodwill Games here. So I would hope the refs would see it, but obviously, in any league. There's egregious calls that you see on the film that the refs somehow don't see. So there is your answer there. Thank you for, to Derek for asking the question. Uh, and uh, for us, thequackattack.com, go there, contact us, at quackattackpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackattackpod, go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us who your MVP of the Mighty Ducks Minute is, uh, go to the shop, get some shirts and sweatpants and pillows and anything you really want from the shop there. Do we have anything good, like good summer attire? I know we've got like V-necks and like, yeah. like tank tops, right? Yeah, I mean, you can get any design on a number of different clothings or prints and stuff like that. So, and colors and stuff we, like do that. Do we need to get like swimsuits? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well. I think what our quack lights really need is a bikini. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I'll, when Kevin uh, gets released from Japanese prison, we'll get him working on that. And uh, keep using the Amazon affiliate link. That's been helping out a lot. I, my goal is to upgrade the audio of the show, get some better mics, get some actual equipment in here. So uh, you guys have sort of started that fund, so appreciate that and keep using it. So I, someone tweeted us today said, what's the Amazon affiliate link? Because I want to help you guys out. I was very appreciative of that. So shout out to all you guys. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Ain't no turning back.